Episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got Rob. Hi, everybody. Rob, it's just us. Yep. Devin is feeling under the weather this week. Um, it's just us. I don't get it. Just us. Just, just, just us. Next week, everybody, it might just <laughs> be me. Uh, I'm. Uh, hmm. Uh, <laughs> Rob, here at simply uh, uh, us here at simply unprofessional, wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Uh, okay, <laughs> it, it's been a, it's been a privilege working here, and I will miss the salary and benefits. <laughs> and <laughs> all right, all right, smartass. Uh, all right, so hey, let's jump right into it. It's going to be a short episode. Uh, maybe we'll see. Uh, this week we're talking about Fear Street Part 3, 1666, Fear Street 1994 Part 2, right? I think it was 94. Uh, well, I, I know that this one was sixteen, whatever. 16, yeah, but remember 16. how like half, like at near the end of it, they're like, "Oh, nineteen ninety four part two. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh God, there's gonna be another one." You're like, "No, I think they're doing it right now." <laughs> yeah, that's why I put the slash in there. God, keep up with me, Rob. Go on. Anyway, yeah, Fear Street Part Three, sixteen sixty six. This movie, this this particular. Uh, 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 not really an episode, but this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, I, I'll go with episode, I guess, was all about Sarah Fears, where she grew up, and essentially the start of the quote-unquote evil presence uh, in the town of Unity, I believe it was called, uh, which was then later on divided into Sunnyvale and Shadyside. So, spoiler alert, everybody, if you haven't seen this episode, go watch it. It's on Netflix. In fact, all of it's on Netflix now. So if you haven't seen the first two parts... Go watch those. Watch them in order. Um, and, like, don't try to watch them based off of, like, year order because you're going to not know who some of the characters are. You actually got to watch them in the order they are released. It will actually make more sense that way. Uh, 
So, spoiler alert, Rob, you were right the entire fucking time. Yes, lesbian love story. No, not that part. God, every time with the lesbians. <laughs> Rob hates lesbians. I do not. He's just like love story. big eye rolls sitting on the couch just going, ugh, lesbians. I was not. That was pretty much how you sounded. You're like, this movie sucks. It's about lesbians. I have no interest in this movie. Did you <laughs> or did you not say that? Thing. Yes, you did. I we said can I go have back. no interested interest in lesbians. We can go back. We can go back. You sounded disgusted with the movie and uh, completely <laughs> uninterested Stop. when we... I. You know what? We will go back and we will listen to part one where me and Devin <laughs> even commented... Sad. Where me and Devin actually commented on the fact that you hated this movie because obviously because of the I lesbians. Said I hated the movie number one. <laughs> yes, yes, you most certainly did on the very I first said, episode. I did not. You I said did, you I said hated I did this really movie. Really enjoy it. I didn't say I hated it. I did not. I let's know. go. Yeah, let's go back and listen. You know what? We I'm will. sure of this. I'm sure that I was not logged into Blizzard. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because you are thoroughly uninterested in the first listen, movie. Listeners, if you listen to the first, you, you know what? Defend me. I never said I hated the movie. And, and yeah, I you know what? I was uninterested in lesbians. I never said anything about the movie. Like, no, that it you was, said that you were... lesbians were uninteresting or whatever you just said. No, you said, said you were thoroughly... I was not interested You said in you were lesbians. thoroughly uninterested and you did not like or enjoy the very first movie of this. You you literally hated the yeah. movie. You hated the plot. You hated how the character it, it meant how it I made said, no I difference didn't... because the, all the characters ended up dead anyway. Like you thoroughly hated that you you came I back and you liked the second. The I said I hated the part where the friends got murdered and all their friends were like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, the, let's you, just blame them for all the murders. It ruined the movie for you. You had nothing but bad things to say about the first part of this. That movie. is not true. Name one good thing you liked about the first part of this movie. You even came back to me and you're like, "Yeah, I, you you really enjoyed the second part way more than the first. I did enjoy so the second ahead, part more than the first. So now tell me what you liked about the first part, then, if you didn't hate it. That it I is thought the first, I thought the first part of this movie was garbage. The first part was the beginning, uh -huh. and we wouldn't have had part two or three without okay, it. Okay, that's bullshit, and you know it. You <laughs> can't. You that's cannot. True. You can yeah no that is a bullshit First off I'm probably picking myself up no I'm not that's good cuz you're not your door is wide open and I'm yelling now but I don't hear me coming through my own headset so that's good Anyway it's a bullshit excuse and 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 whatnot for what I just asked you because I asked you specifically about the first movie and the only thing the only thing you could come up with is well, without the first one, we wouldn't have had the other two, I guess. Wow, what a zinger on that one, Rob. I I liked the pun where she tied her up in the in the phone cord and said she's not feeling herself or whatever. That wasn't that a made pun, me laugh. But that wasn't. A I know pun. it wasn't a pun, but it made me laugh. There you go. You are all over the place. What kind of <laughs> drugs are you on this week, Rob? You, are you sure? Because you are, yes. you are, you are, you are sleep on deprived. Blood medicine, and that is all. You must be sleep deprived or something, because you have not. 
You have not been yourself this week as far as your mental faculties. I'll say that. I'm staring at your door while I say this. Did you want me to close it? No, I'm just staring in case you like give me the evil eye through your doorway or something. So, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Just like that. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I'll that go doesn't back. Not no, I'll to go back. lesbians no. or whatever you said. No, 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 no. I, I, I was, yes, that is the angle that I was leaning towards, but using a word in, in a worded situation to make it more sound like you hated the first movie, which you did. You did not have anything good to say on the very first episode for the first movie when we covered it. I mentioned the part about her being tied up in the that. Okay, story. you liked the end. That's that's what you know. What anybody who hates a movie can say. Yeah, there was one part I liked. The end when it ended. The end. That's you know I'm right. That's the part you're trying to really dig yourself out of this hole now. Because now you, uh, now I feel like you, as Rob, are, si- are sitting there saying, fuck. Webby, Webby's, Webby's probably going to go listen to this first episode now. And he's going to make me listen to a part where I actually do say I hate this movie. And I'm going to be wrong yet again. <laughs> Because you know I'm stubborn enough to do that. I do not use the word hate. I'm pretty sure I said I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I didn't say hate. And I never said that I hate lesbians. I said I am uninterested in lesbians, is what I said. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm going to have to get Devin in on this next <laughs> week. No. Because when we sat down and we listened, when we first watched the episode, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Maybe it was when we sat down and watched it together. You were just like you completely checked out, and you're like, "I this movie's boring. It has all it has to do is is lesbians." I do not. Uh, never said it was boring. I'm gonna. It was I'm gonna not have, boring. Have there get, was lots of murder. We're in gonna it. have to get Devin in on this. What I said was, I I I, I might have said that I hated the fact that they blamed their friends for the murder, but that's not the same as hating the whole movie. Hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'll go back and listen. It's fine. <sighs> I will pinpoint the timestamp, and then next week I'll I'll have everybody go back and listen to the exact timestamp. In fact, if I get really creative, maybe next week I'll just like make like a little uh, musical melody of how much Rob really detested this first the first part of this movie. Like I'll just take all the clips of you putting down the movie and all your gripes with the movie, and I'll put it to some jolly like uh, commercial jingle noise. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think I'm that uh, motivated. So, but in any case, Rob hated the first movie, liked the second one. What'd you think of the third one? I also liked the third one because they're more. It's more like a TV show where you have the pilot and you're like, eh. But then it like because there's more to it, you get more lore and stuff, it, it actually gets improved. What, what so. kind of person watches the pilot of a show and is like, nah? What yeah, kind of shows do you watch? People? Uh, I don't know. What Sometimes was your, what, was your, what was your thought on the Supernatural pilot? Eh. Really? 
No. Fuck you. Yeah, I didn't think so. You can't <laughs> lie to you. That, there's another another strand to add to the web of <laughs> lies that Edquist has been spinning this whole I, week. I, like, but no, like there's other there are shows that like like Friends. Their pilot episode is kind of eh. Like I didn't. It's okay. What was their pilot episode? Tell us. I don't remember the pilot. It was the one where Rachel leaves first her off, wedding. First off, what was the name of the pilot episode? The pilot episode, the one with the pilot, I think, or something like that. Oh, all right. I didn't know. I know all the Friends episodes are the one with or the one where. It's always the one, and then, whatever. Yeah, I'm actually not sure about that, but uh, but it's the one where Rachel leaves her husband at the altar and shows up at the coffee shop. It's, I mean, it was good, but, like, there's episodes that I enjoyed much more further down the line. Well, yeah, the show always has to get seasoned. It's 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 got to find its legs. I will say, I'll, I'll agree with you to the point where the, the pilot episode is, like, it, yeah, it, I mean, it, if, if it, the pilot it the episode is terrible, rolling. obviously it's never going to get up. Like, people are going to be like, oh, this is terrible. Right. Like, I I don't know. Any, any pilot that I've ever watched where I was like, I don't know, like, Whatever, I usually don't end up watching the show. Then why do you and Devin have this three episode rule? If the pilot's always well, bang wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, notice the three episode rule doesn't uh, uh, doesn't apply when Devin has his his anime episodes where he makes me watch anime. <laughs> I I don't ever. I always watch just the first episode of it. Sometimes yeah. I get sucked in. Sometimes I don't. Like Rising the Shield Hero, phenomenal anime in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, How to Pick Up Girls in Dungeons, great anime. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, and I get a lot of flack from this. Not my kind of anime. It's a really, it's a cult classic anime. Like Cowboy Bebop is one of those animes where like a lot of people. It has a big following. Um, so much so, I know they're making a live action one, and I mean, I might give that one a try. Whatever. Like I told Devin with that particular show, that one was just all about the art style. I just did not care for that art style. Um, whereas, like, the other two that I previously mentioned are more like, almost like video game-esque art styles. You know what I mean? Cowboy Bebop tried to be a little too realistic with their art style. I feel, with the exception of, like, super tall, gangly, pencil-looking mo- motherfuckers i got the hiccups uh but yeah anyway uh so you obviously liked episode two and three more than one Mm. uh which one did you like better out of two or three Mm. i don't know uh i guess Two, but there was it was it, it was pretty close. They're both pretty enjoyable. Okay. See, I'm gonna go with three. For me, I think three was my favorite one of these series. Um, two was just like a. It was a lot like like a Jason, you know, like a Friday the Thirteenth movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine because of the horror. I don't like horror movies to begin with. But of the horror movies, like, I have watched Friday the 13th. I've watched several of them. I always root for Jason. Um, Fuck those campers. Uh, But, like, 
I don't know, three. I feel like three was creepier. Uh, three did a lot more of the explanation of 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 why everything was the way it was. Mm-hmm. And then I really enjoyed the fact that we spent two movies, essentially, wondering why things work a certain way to, for me anyway, to have it completely kind of tipped on its head on the third one. Like, even through the third movie, I was like, oh, shit, this is why the witch is, like, controlling this. And you're just like, dude, it's it's not the witch, though. <laughs> like, like you <laughs> had to tell me that I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. A um, rare occurrence. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. When it comes to horror movies, like, I, I get pulled into, like, like, this whole series. If I had to sit down and, and, and we made this, like, one long movie that we all sat down through... I would not have picked up on a lot of the small nuances that like, say you and Devin pick up on mm-hmm. because I'm like, Oh, that bitch just got stabbed in the spine by a dude wearing a fucking skull mask. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Like I get wrapped up in like the murder aspect. Like, you yeah. know, uh, I still feel like some of those killers we didn't actually get to see and learn about. We didn't like, they never talk about the milkman. They don't talk about the kid in the mask with the baseball bat. I really want to know about like the big motherfucking seven yeah, foot tall big... dude with the fucking plague mask, plague doctor mask looking thing. Yeah, they didn't even mention him until the nope. like they didn't mention him previously that at all. I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, so yes, uh, Fear Street sixteen sixty six takes place in in Union, a small settlement, um, where you get to see it starts off with like Sarah. Who fears? Yeah, yeah. Who was? It, it's it's the girl from it's the main girl from the first one who is essentially reliving Sarah Fears's life or memories. So you see her as Sarah, but it's not really her. Yeah, um, like all the people from the previous movie, the three two previous movies take over rules of in the old timey like she's the she's sarah fears her brother plays sarah's brother her her dead friends play her friends uh sarah plays the other girl or uh yeah sarah or what what's the girl's name uh um i don't know i wanted to say emily but i don't think that's it no i don't remember sam is it sam yeah maybe yeah. sam Sam plays the other girl, and then the sheriff good plays the, the guy that she's supposed to be marrying. Yeah, yeah, and all that. Um, so it starts off with her essentially oh. uh, uh, delivering a litter of pigs, and the two sisters from the middle movie are in there. Are there too? Is the two oh, other yeah. sisters? Yeah, and then the uh, the one who becomes the axe wielding psychopath plays a town drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it starts off with her delivering a litter of pigs. Uh, her dad tells her, you know, because she delivered a litter of like eight pigs or something like that, and not a single stillborn, that she had a knack for it and she was good luck. Um, and she goes and brings Solomon one, and and they talk, and they're supposed to be married or getting married. It's supposed to be like an arranged marriage type thing. Uh, but you get the sense that she kind of has feelings for this this other girl. Um, 
And then they all, she, she goes walking through the, the town and they're all like, they're all, they all have like this saying, like the moon, the moon rises before sunset or something. And yeah, something about eating the land's fruit. I don't remember. Uh, but they were going to go and, and some of them were going to go and visit the hag. Uh, I think that's what they call her. Somebody who's exiled essentially, uh, for yeah, dark they, things. Which and they didn't, they when didn't they were talking to witch, the, but... When they were talking to the adults, they called her the widow. Yeah. But I think they called her the hag between the, yeah. the teenagers. Uh, so the three girls go and visit her, and she's not there, and they start looking around for the, these berries, and Sarah f- finds this book, which uh, we I think at this point, we ha- have we seen it before? I don't recall. I don't think so. Uh, well, she finds this book, and it's all about like how to make a deal with a devil, and essentially, you have to willingly extend your hand. Essentially, you have to want to make a deal with the devil f- to actually do it. Um, but she gets interrupted as she's flipping through the pages of this book uh, by this hag who starts telling her how, you know, she better be careful because the darkness will sink in underneath their skin and eat her from the inside out and blah, blah, blah. And like all this ominous chit, you know, chit chat. Uh, and then they, they, they run away. Uh, she yells at them all to get out and all the girls run away and they join back up at like a bonfire party that they're having in the woods. All, all the younger, um, I'll say younger teenagers slash young adults are having in the woods. And uh, the girl had found, you know, one of them had gotten like a handful of these. They look like blackberries almost. Uh, And they each took one and they were essentially psychedelic drugs. They were just the 1666 version of of acid. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they all started getting trippy. And Sarah and uh, the other girl went off. And started making out, and they were interrupted because Sarah thought someone was watching them. Um, and if they had gotten caught, they would be, you know, scolded and or you know burned at the stake for 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 that sort of uh, belief system back in that day. Um. In any case, they go back, and I think it was the next day, the the girl, Sarah's friend there, comes to her, the pastor's daughter, uh, comes to her and says that her dad's really ill, and something's wrong with him, and she goes, and they're both looking at him, and he's just sitting on the edge of the bed, uh, surrounded by flies, staring off at the wall, saying something over and over and over again in gibberish, uh... And then the pastor's wife comes in and essentially, like, scolds Sarah and throws her to the floor and then kicks her to the curb. Um, what else happens? I don't... I, I kind of want to just jump straight to the pastor locking himself in the fucking meeting hall. Mm-hmm. Uh... uh... I will say Sarah notices a bunch of like moldy bread and moldy apples 
and and bad food. Like there's just a darkness that is kind of coming over the town of Unity. Yeah, and then the the pig eats the babies. Yeah, so she kills the pig, uh, and eventually the town. Uh, essentially, the, the the pastor locks himself in the meeting hall, like the town hall, with a bunch of other kids. And Solomon comes, and everyone's trying to get through the front door, but it's barred. And Solomon and two other people break into the side door. Uh, and he goes in with a pitchfork, and he sees all these people sitting there in the pews eyeless and dead and the pastor is up in front of like the the what do they call those things pulpit a pulpit and he's just tapping like this little metal rod um uh it looked like a small like a really small handheld like crowbar like it had that kind of shape to it um at first i thought it was a gavel but it, it was definitely metal i don't i don't feel like it was wooden and it wasn't really shaped like a gavel to me. Um, but he also was eyeless. and But he was saying how he sees everything now. And he was just sitting there repeatedly tapping this thing faster and faster. Solomon saw his either his eyes or a small pile of eyes. Because there was a lot of stuff on the ground there. Yeah, uh, I think it was just a small pile of all of their eyes. And uh, eventually, everybody busted into the the mess into the town hall, and you know, we find out a lot. Of all these all these children were killed, and Sarah runs up and sees that her brother was one of them, and the pastor looks over at her with no eyes, and <laughs> immediately steps down off of the little like the the. Uh, like the step up area, like the staged area. And he goes to attack Sarah and Solomon ends up stabbing him like in the side with his, with his pitchfork. Um, and then I think, was it then that they kind of ran Sarah off and branded her a witch because I know they had a town meeting. And they went through like several people giving like small speeches behind this pulpit thing um, about what's happening in this town and, and what, what these people think is happening. And finally Solomon stood up and he just kind of yelled. He's like, "You, we have no proof of anything that's happening here. You know, we know that Solomon or we know that the pastor obviously went crazy, but he's dead now. We have no proof that it was any other thing but that. And then somebody else stood up and said he had proof. And then he mentioned how he saw Sarah and the other girl laying with a demon. You know, yeah, because he he was the one they had insulted at the fire. Yeah. Um, and through his speech, it got the entire town at that meeting riled up. And everybody started saying, oh, yeah, I saw Sarah do this. I saw them do this. And they're a witch and she's a witch and they're both witches and they just, the whole town branded them as witches and Solomon, you could kind of see on his face, like, ah, shit. Like, 
you know, there's no stopping this fucking boulder once this gets rolling, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so they end up breaking into like the pastor's house or whatever and taking her, uh, taking the daughter and then they're trying to find Sarah, but she's nowhere to be found. And then Sarah, she's just snooping, like she's sneaking through town. And then she meets with the pastor's daughter. And they, there's like this moment where it's like, if we can't live how we want to live and be together, then like there's no point in living. And if the if these if this town of people who you know we were supposed to trust and be friends with are going to brandish us witches, then we might as well be witches. And her plan was to go to the hag's house and try to get that book and essentially become a witch to come back and, I guess, fucking rue the town. Uh, But when she gets to the hag's house, the hag's fucking dead on the floor with her throat slit and the book's gone. Yep. Um... From there, she goes straight to Solomon's house. Yeah, and she's like telling him that she's not, she didn't do it, that everyone's lying, and that the widow's dead, and someone took the book, so it has to be someone else, but it wasn't her. Yeah. Uh, and he says that he believes her. Uh, but then a com- bunch of men come to the door looking for her. So he tells her to hide, and she goes into a back room. Uh, and he's trying to, like, send them off, the people that are looking for Sarah. Uh, and, but they're checking the windows, which in the room she's in, there's a window. So she moves a bookcase, and she finds, like, another crawl space where she crawls down into, like, uh, a cellar area where there's, like, roots hanging and stuff. Um, but then there's also, like, another exit out of there that's, like, a cave. So she crawls down there, and she finds the... devil's mark just like the girls did in the second one when they went underneath the the into the caves uh so it's the same thing but it's already there so obviously she did not make it so it wasn't sarah uh because it's already there on the ground and uh so after the guys leave she's looking and she sees uh the guy the pastor's name carved in the wall his is the only name that's there currently yeah this was the first name yeah was it Cyrus? Cyrus, uh, Cyrus something? I think so. Uh, so then he comes down and she gets startled and they start talking and he's like, oh, you know, with power I can do whatever. I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but he was like, uh, you know, just trading one life every couple of years for power. And she's like, one one life? She's like, he, he killed a, a bunch of children. And he's, like, so then she, like, I don't remember what he says to that, but she's basically, like, no, get away. And she, like, beats him off and runs away. She stabs him in the stomach with the knife that he made for her. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, And then she sprints through the cave system uh, with him having this gut wound. And we start seeing a lot of the same... Uh, same areas that we saw in the second movie when they were exploring the cave system. 
Uh, and it was you who actually pointed out uh, when when we saw like the hole in the ceiling where in the second movie it was the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you she started to crawl, and you were like, "Oh, this is where she found. There was this. This is where they found her hand. So yeah. some something's going to happen to her hand here." Uh, and lo and behold, it, it, it was, the, she ended up getting a knife put into her wrist and then it sliced through and eventually she, he was holding onto her hand, which was barely hanging onto her arm as it was and trying to stab her. And she managed to get her feet up and kicked him away and he pulled her hand clean off of her arm. Uh, and then she yeah. managed to wrap it while continuing to run somewhere else. I think she ended up coming up through the into the meeting house. Yeah, through the the same grate that in the second one that the girl was kicking to get into the yeah the the uh, whatever mess the hall. hall the mess hall in the in the camp. It was yeah. the same. Except there was a wooden grate this time instead of a metal one. Yeah. Uh, and then when she she walked outside. Uh, and all the townspeople were just kind of doing their thing, and she was standing on the front steps, handless, uh, kind of trying to catch her bearings, and she saw the pastor's daughter chained over by the well. Uh, that's when Solomon came and like grabbed her by the back of the hair and was like, I found the witch, and... You know, obviously the whole town fucking goes up in arms again about Sarah Fears being a witch. So then they march her off to the hanging tree. And they do like this big wide panned out shot. And this is the part where I'm going to start getting like, this is the part. This is the only part of the movie, like of the third movie that I didn't like. Uh, They do this big wide out pan shot where like there's a big line of all the townsfolk. Uh, some of them having torches, like every fifth or sixth person having a torch, and they're walking in a straight-ass line through this big, big field. And I made a comment to Rob, I was like, oh yeah, let's go hang, like bring her to the only tree that we can apparently hang somebody from, which is fucking a mile down the road. And uh, they bring her to this tree, they hang her, you know, and like... They, they're yelling at her to confess and whatnot, which she finally does to essentially save the pastor's daughter. Otherwise, they were going to kill her both, kill them both. She says she was the witch. She confessed to doing everything. And then when Solomon came up to start wrapping chains around her and put the noose on her and stuff, she essentially cursed Solomon, saying, you know, the truth is going to be your curse. I'm going to follow you everywhere you go. And this is, you know, I, I will have my revenge on this, essentially. And then they hung her. And yeah. you get to see, like, her her actual face, like, the actual Sarah throughout this experience, like, on and off as well. Um, and then the other girl from the future who is envisioning this, who sees this, kind of wakes up. And that's where we end up. We get into, essentially, the... Uh, 1994 or whatever it is, part two. You know, we're back in the future. And uh, Sheriff Good shows up and and meets up with the main girl's brother, uh, who then immediately gets grabbed by the girl and pulled into the forest, and they go running. 
they trick the sheriff into thinking they're behind a tree with a pair of shoes. And then they end up stealing a squad car and leaving, going back to Ziggy's house from, from part two. Yep. Um, then they come up with a plan. They, 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 you know, she fills them all in about how Sarah's not the evil person here, how it's Sheriff Good. And it was essentially all of the goods throughout the ages, starting with Solomon, moving right down the family line, have have been doing this in this town. They've been taking yeah. up the mantle, making the deals with the devil, feeding it bodies to essentially make their part of the town prosperous and for them to live good lives. Uh, as long as it kept, as long as it kept, you know, feeding the devil, you know, blood. Yeah, which is which is the thing that I had said from the beginning that it was the it was the good side of town that had made it to deal with the devil, and that's why the bad side is the bad side. Right. <laughs> um. So they go. They come up with this plan about how to deal with everything. And it's essentially Ziggy's original plan for how to deal with her bully from the first, from the second movie. They're going to use the bucket of blood and from the movie Carrie, and they're going to try to essentially lure all the psychos to the mall, all the killers. They're going to lock them in the individual stores, and then they're going to get the sheriff to come there. They're going to pour the bucket of blood on the sheriff because the psychos are are, are essentially drawn to the blood. Uh, and then they're going to let all the psychos lose and let the psychos deal with the sheriff however they see fit is the plan. Uh, they end up recruiting the guy from the first episode that the brother gives the paperclip to to you know, kind of get out of his handcuffs who I also think is the janitor in the mall? No, I think the janitor was dead in the first... Because she goes to and yells for help to the janitor, and he's dead in one of the chairs oh, all right. at the very beginning. No, I think he's just like... He just showed up in the second movie, and that's it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so the plan starts to work. You know, they, they use... For whatever reason, they use fluorescent paint and make markers and everything everywhere. Uh, like black light paint. Uh, they have super soakers, you know, filled with bloody water. They have lines of you know, of bloody water that were mopped on the floor, leading into each store. Uh, and then there's the hanging tree, which is in the central part of the mall, which we find out in the second movie. Now, my issue here was. And I might be talking myself out of it now. My issue, though, was this cave system that led from, like, the heart to the hanging tree, or, or to the to the town, was pretty much underneath the town. And then the hanging tree, when we watched it in back in the 1666 version... Like they they seem like they walked a really long way to get to this tree from this town, but in the mall, they 
there were tunnels going from the mall underground into the tunnels. Yeah. And so the re- it was because she went into the same grate that they went through in the the mess hall and the and the meeting house and that to get was into in the, the case and that, that was, was in the mall, mall which was very close to the obviously the tree was in the center of the mall so yeah so this mall <laughs> must be humongous not to mention these caves also led up into Sheriff Good's house mm-hmm. which also insanity. Like, how big are these caves, really? Yeah, that's what, because when they came out in his house at the end, I was like, the sheriff lives next to the mall? Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> supposed to live in Sunnyvale. Like, I mean, that's a whole different part of the town. Uh, unless this is just a really small town. Like, Sunnyvale and Shadyside are just, like, literally, like... Teeny tiny. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what else could be like why that is. But either way, the hanging tree was way too close to the whole cave system. Uh anyway, they all the monsters come, all the psychos, all the killers. They lure them into the malls, uh, into the stores. They they gate them in. There was the milkman, the axe guy, and then like the seven to, seven foot tall motherfucker. Uh and then Sheriff Good comes, and Ziggy confronts him underneath the tree, and then pulls a rope and spills blood all over him, and then she starts to run, but the sheriff catches her, and essentially gets her all bloody, too. Says, you know, essentially like, oh, you're if you're going to take me, she's going to die, too, blah, blah, blah. They let all the killers loose. Oh, yeah, the skull... Knife killer, the scream ghost guy was there too. Uh, he runs up actually behind the sheriff and like stabs him in the back. Uh, and that makes him let go of Ziggy. Uh, oh, did you mention? I, I just remembered the other two cops showed up before no, they trapped the killers and got murdered yeah, before they, they managed to trap them in the, in the stores. They got ganked. Ghostface killed one, and then Milkman like repeatedly stabbed the other. Uh, in any case, I don't I don't remember how they got. I don't remember how they got free. I know the Milkman ended up getting a hold of Ziggy again at one point because he was the one who stabbed her a bunch as a kid in the second movie. Yeah, well, they started fighting. He started fighting with the. The sheriff was fighting with the the ghost face, uh, and he was down on the ground, just barely holding the knife away from him. Uh, and but the other one grabbed Ziggy, so uh, what's her face cut her hand open to trot oh, him yeah, towards to right. her. That's right. Away from Ziggy. That's right. And then, uh, and then I think the sheriff ended up getting away and running through a door. And she went chasing after him. She went chasing after him. The they realized that they, they were gonna start they were gonna start losing the psychopath's attentions. So they squirted the milkman with the super soaker full of blood to cover him in blood. And he just kind of looked disgusted at the fact. <laughs> but then they all three started fighting each other because they all started getting squirted with the blood. Yeah. Uh, and then the psychos just kind of started killing each other. 
Um, until they ran out of blood in the Super Soakers, the Psychos were dead. And then you hear the baseball bat clunk, and then you hear the whistling and the humming start. And there was the two more Psychos. There was the little kid with the baseball bat and the weird mask. Yep. And then there was Ruby, who was the girl that we also never really learned about. We didn't learn about either of, the, of these two very much. Um, and yeah, but I mean, it didn't like their backstories didn't really matter that much because they were basically yeah. just people that got taken over by the the demon. Yeah. So, like, it's not like their backstories don't really matter to that point where oh, they're like, oh, this is why they went crazy. It's like they went crazy because they got possessed by the devil. So what they were before doesn't really have any bearing on that. True. <clears throat> Um, I know Ziggy took the gun and, oh, the fucking Ruby started fucking beating the piss out of the younger brother, mm. uh, broke his arm and was getting ready to fucking kill him and then got shot in the dome by Ziggy using the sheriff's pistol. Uh, and then the whole time the sheriff was running through the caves with a, with a gut wound. The main girl was running after the sheriff and then some Sam, who was like the pos- current possessed one, went running after the main girl, whose name I keep forgetting. But uh, anyway, they all kind of meet up in the in the, in the chamber where like the big pulsing heart is, and Sam tackles the girl, starts choking her out. And then starts remembering who she is a little bit. Uh, But at this point, the main girl had lost the knife. She had, like, the buck knife or whatever. Uh, He let her... She she eased up on her enough where the main girl, like, slammed her head into a rock and, like, knocked her out for a little bit. And then got up and started confronting the sheriff who stabbed her in 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 the chest or in the gut. Uh, but then, I don't know, they were wrestling or they were fighting and she ended up taking his hand and placing it on the heart, I think. And that's where like all of the, all of the victims who have ever been affected by this flooded into his mind. You're muted. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and they start basically driving him crazy. Dina is the name of the. Oh, of the Dina. Boy. Yeah. Uh, and they all drive. They all drive him crazy until finally Sarah shows up. I believe. Right, the the ghost of Sarah fears. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. rips his eyes out or some shit. I don't remember how he kills how she kills him. Um, but either way, she kills him. And as soon as she does, all the psychos upstairs just kind of vanish into dust. Yeah. Uh, and the heart kind of like gurgles down into the ground. Uh, the curse and the and then this you know psychosis is lifted off of Sam, and essentially, hey, job well done. The curse has been lifted. You know, da 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 da. Yeah, all the names disappear from the walls. Yep, all the stuff. the the weird devil pattern uh, disappears from the floor. Um, they walk out of that chamber, 
and up into Sheriff Good's house. Uh, they walk out the front door and they see somebody back out of their driveway in Sunnyvale and get T-boned by a trash truck. So now the bad shit has started happening in Sunnyvale. Oh, you forgot the best part, her flak jacket. Oh, yeah. When she got stabbed, she didn't actually get stabbed because she made the poor man's flak jacket of a bunch of romance novels duct taped to her torso. <laughs> yep. Um, books have been being used to you know stop stab wounds for a long time. It's been done in other horror movies. I know that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And then uh, essentially, like, the little brother goes back to school, finds out who that person is that he's been talking to on the computer this whole, you know, movie. Uh, Sam and Dina uh, go and have like a picnic on top of Sarah Fears's grave, which is not a super romantic place to have a picnic, <laughs> but I guess. Yeah. And they carve the thing into the rock over her grave, though. So Sarah Fears, the first shady cider. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and that's essentially the movie. Uh, and then, like, throughout the credits, it shows you scenes of like the cave and like. There was like the uh, the little evidence cards and stuff underneath the book, and then the very last thing you see is the it zooms in on the the evil devil tome, uh, and then a hand reaches into the into the you know frame and grabs the book and leaves with the book, and we don't know who it is. Yeah. I really hope they don't make more of these. It was <laughs> this was good for like a three parter, but uh, I don't know if I can handle another three parts. <laughs> so. one of the parts that I really liked too I forgot about was when Dina and Josh just drive up to, to Martin when he's outside they're like hey we're gonna mur murder Sheriff Good you want it and he's like okay yeah he's like let me get my jacket <laughs> I mean he did tell he did tell the little brother that he owed him you know might as well cash in that favor uh, so yeah, we're running at about 50 minutes now. We talked about that a lot longer than I thought we would. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we covered most of it. Uh, all yep. in all, again, I wasn't too thrilled with the first movie. The second movie was better, and the third movie was even better than that, in my opinion. Um, on a scale from 1 to 10 overall, I, I'm going to throw it out there as like a 5. There were some twists in there for me. It held my interest enough where I watched it. Um, and I wasn't falling asleep or, you know, playing on my phone while watching it. Things like that. Uh, so I'll give it like a five. I probably won't ever watch it again. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a good one-time watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I do recommend that people watch it. I mean... Why not? If you have, especially if you have nothing else to do and you wanted something on in the background while you're doing something, throw this on. You might find yourself getting sucked into it. Uh, what do you? What would you give it for a rating, uh, Matilda? You're not supposed to be underneath my desk. You know this. What, do, what are you doing? So I don't. I think she doesn't still feel good. Well, she can't be puking underneath my desk. I think she just wants to be near people. Okay, I'll pet you. <laughs> What would, you, uh, what would you rate this movie? I'd probably give it a seven. Oh, okay. If you're all three you're trying, combined, you're trying to make up for the fact that you hated the first one, huh? 
Well, like, if you didn't include the first, I'd probably give two and three an eight or nine. <laughs> but if you combine in the first movie all three together, I'd say a seven. Okay. Alright, so would you recommend other people watch it then? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like I like you said, I probably won't watch it again, but it was a good I it was entertaining. Rob, when we're done with SU, you wanna sit down and rewatch the whole thing? No. Okay. I just said I probably wouldn't watch it again. Alright, I just you know, you never know. Maybe years down the line when I've forgotten what ha- what's happened. But I'll never not forget right. what happened. <laughs> That's true, I won't either. Six hours of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> um all right, well, with that, uh, do we have a science corner? Did you prep anything for this? Uh, I have a science fiction corner. No, we're I not talking about question. this. We're not asking. We're not talking about the goddamn Justice League. <laughs> Some a listener asked me. Yeah, me. I'm not a lender. listener. I'm sorry, but I'm not a listener. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Might as well just answer my goddamn question. It won't be a conversation topic. All right. Uh, so, listeners, well, just so you know, before we decided to record SU, we were watching Smallville, and they mentioned like the beginning of the Justice League and how in in Smallville, anyway, Oliver Queen kind of starts it. So then that got me to thinking, and I don't, I didn't know the answer right off the top of my head. So I asked Rob, and he didn't. So he's looking it up. Uh, I asked him who actually was the was like the founding member. Like everybody kind of knows, like yeah, it was kind of like. Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman that, I guess, kind of founded it. But, well, like, actually, whose, whose idea was it? Uh, I mean, I haven't found specifically, like, who was like, hey, but apparently it's the, 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 the origin story is that Earth was being attacked by a group of aliens, and then a competing group of aliens wanted to beat them at conquering Earth. So there were two groups of aliens trying to conquer Earth. So Aquaman, Batman, The Flash, The Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Superman, and Wonder Woman all came together to fight back this threat. And there was one of them that could was was able to defeat each of them separately, but they banded together to fight that one. And then that's where the idea came from that they could work together. And that's even though they didn't call it the Justice League at the time, that's where they got the idea that they could work together to to combat larger threats. So supposedly that's what it was, but not any one of them is given credit for the idea. But the the seven founding members were the Green Lantern, the Flash, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter. So could have probably done without Aquaman. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to hear listeners. We've already talked about Aquaman and uh, my distaste for him. Uh, we during the whole bracket playoffs thing. Um, anyway, maybe we'll have to do an Aquaman episode. Go through all the iterations of Aquaman at some point. Devin would have to head that one. I know Devin likes Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And as always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at Looking for Devin. I miss you. Get well soon. 
Uh, it was a really long handle. It was hard. It's kind of hyphenated and abbreviated, but I don't want to do that. So, uh, until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. We love you. Stay safe and fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. I don't have the outro music ready. Here it is. Next time somebody asks me why I hate Booster Gold so much, I'm just going to go, Thief Baggins! Feeling, feeling, feeling.